another episode of Chris Dyer's Creative Friends. My name is Chris Dyer, your artist friend, and in this show I talk to all my very interesting and amazing creative friends, uh, starting here in Montreal where I live. Uh, today I got a very special guest. Uh, he's known in the streets as Saik, and he has uh, very interesting things to share with us. How are you doing, Saik, man? I'm okay, I'm alive. Yeah, nice. Good besides the world domination going on. Right. Uh, we'll get into that perspective kind of soon. Are you from Montreal originally? Yes, I am. Yeah, you grew up here? Mm-hmm. Nice. But you're like an Anglo-Montrealer. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been doing uh, art or graffiti? Art, I guess I got into it before I started graffiti. Uh, early 90s, but I've been doing graffiti illegally in the streets where it should be since like 1994. 94? Nice. That's more or less when I was bombing back in the, in the, my Peruvian street yeah. gang days, cool. 94, 95, before I moved to Canada. What's up with Sake? What, what does Sake mean? What's, it, what's with your name? Nothing really to it. It's just when I first started, I wrote a bunch of names like Thief and, and then I changed to Psycho and then I was like, it's kind of lame, S-Y-C-O. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to change it, and I, want, I knew I wanted an S. I remember just writing on paper letters that I kind of liked at the time. I don't even know anything about graffiti. I didn't even know really I was doing graffiti. I just knew I had to repeat my name on things. So I knew nothing about style or anything. I just wanted to change my name, and it just somehow started with an S, and I came up with sake, and then I guess I was thinking, like, you know, for fuck's sake, and people see it and are, like, you know, offended or, or mad or, like, whatever, it's like a reaction someone would have for seeing graffiti, maybe. Mm-hmm. So nothing really too complex about it, just like the letters and I went from there. So you're a graffiti artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had to define graffiti and even its philosophy, what is true graffiti? You're a purist, so what is it to you? Because it's different things for two different people. What is it to you? I'm glad you said I'm a purist, because I, I, I always thought that I was. Uh, it's, whatever, it's, again, it's, Everything gets ruined by, by humans. You know, things start out underground and pure, and then people take it to another level. It's good to advance, and it's good to get better style, and you know, use different tools. You know, some people used to say using a roller is not graffiti, you know, or it has to be spray paint. Mm-hmm. But graffiti, where I see it, where I found out, it's your name. It's like an original art form where, you know, calligraphy, there's that, but then it's like graffiti took it to a new level of taking out, you know, you can have 20 people doing an S, but it could look different every single time and so on. But graffiti in general, what it means to me, it's illegal in the streets. If it's not illegal, it's not graffiti, it's a mural. Or even if you, I do graffiti illegally, if I do it, I don't consider I just did graffiti, I did graffiti art, you know, graffiti influenced art on a wall with permission. Because without the adventure, without the excitement, without, you know, the drama and everything else that comes with it, it's like boring, you know. 
I need the adventure. The reason why I still do it after these years is because I'm a kid at heart or just human at heart that just wants to live the way I live and not live in society's eyes that you should be this old, you should be doing this, you should be doing this, like, you know, pre predisposed to, like, school and this and what you're told as a kid you should be doing at a certain time. So what I'm getting at is, like, I don't know, I just, the reason I started because it was fun and that's the reason why I still do it. A lot of people start because it's fun, they get in trouble, they quit. So persevering year after year, ruining your clothes, stealing all your stuff to go with it and, and, and getting away with it year after year, decade after decade, and uh, keeping it pure in the streets is where it should be, you know, because like, a lot of people do it, like I said, for like two years. You need to spend two years, you get caught a bunch, then you're like, oh, you stop a bit, you get caught again, and within five years, you quit, and then right. nowadays you have an Instagram, and uh, you talk about how you used to do graffiti. A lot of old school heads like, that used to write 30, 40 years ago in the subways mm -hmm. that are alive now and having Instagrams, and then I'm a king. It's like, whoa, you're not crippled, you still have hands. And so, right. Why? If you love graffiti so much and you have such a passion, there's guys that have been doing it for 30 years and have never stopped doing it. And if they travel or have a mark on them, they're always doing it. And there's the guys that like live off what they used to do, you know, just like skateboarding or any kind of art form. Right, like it's that. like they're pros, so they don't have to put parts anymore. They got the, the street respect. Yeah, and like it's like just, again, I'm elaborating further, but again, it's like a bunch of different things where people can combat, but... Graffiti, again, the reason why it got popular, the reason why it is what it is today, it's like not supposed to be there. It appears one day, maybe it's gone the next. It's like on a subway, it's on a car. Who is that? How did they get there? How did they get up there? As opposed to people just thinking, you know, like nowadays, have an Instagram and do a tag and put it online. You right, you get right? way more views than yeah, what yeah. you get on the I street. don't even like, I have an Instagram now. Just to add a bit of, the only reason I got it was just to, you know, I battled with even having one, but it was just like, you know what? 10 years ago, 15 years ago, people asked me, Would you, are you going to be doing this forever? I'm like, I don't know, I'll see, but it seems like, yeah. So It's been 26 years yeah. now. So the graffiti, the Instagram is only strictly to like, you know, make a bit of extra money. That, that's all it is. And I don't go out filming, I don't go out painting. I hardly, just, I don't like filming for stuff. I don't, you know, I could be doing so much more with it, but when I walk down the block, you know, like, it's fine. I always make sure when I leave the house, I have the keys and my, my markers first, you know, like. Right. And other people just feel accomplished by doing a mural or doing one spot, filming it, putting it online. But for me, it's just like, you know, I can leave now. I went to go out earlier and make sure, you know, I didn't even know I was going to tag. I just always have to have. You got to keep on adding. And yeah. And so, I mean, in the end, long story, you know, short story long. Uh, yeah, it's pure. It's in your hearts and the streets illegal year after year. And if I stop tomorrow bombing, that's it. I don't do graffiti anymore. And even if I did a mural, or I hid like in a forest somewhere, I wouldn't consider I was doing graffiti anymore. Right. I, like, I used to do graffiti for 26 years, but now now I just paint graffiti art. Graffiti style yeah, art. So, yeah, illegal in the streets, letters, you know, like adventure and risk and, I don't know, risking it all for what you love. Right. It's an art in itself. It's yeah, yeah. not even about the uh, art piece you're doing, but like the art of getting up, you know, difficult, dangerous, illegal spots. Yeah, but, but not everyone does that. For me, I didn't start climbing and hanging off buildings for any other reason than like I saw the spot. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get there. You know, it wasn't like I got to do this to impress people. I never thought of it as impressing people. Mm -hmm. That came within time, but it was just my mind. I remember when I first started in 1994, I was like at this place, Red Path. I don't know if you heard about it. It's a famous spot, an old sugar refinery where people where I first ever painted in Montreal. Mm -hmm. It was all pieces. And then I'd always look up and I'm like, no one's painting out there. 
and I found like an industrial ladder, put it up, did a horrible thing, floating in the air. But even in 1994, I was climbing. I was always trying to get where people, I was hanging out the windows. People like, all the windows were clean. I was like, oh, I was hanging out this like decrepit mm-hmm. building, put in my name. So crazy. And then as you paint so much, it becomes like redundant. It's not, you know, the same feeling every time you paint. It's like, now like I'd be on a highway, cars whipping by. I'm just like, all right. Yeah. Wake up the next day, I'm like, oh, there's paint on my finger. Oh, yeah, I painted yesterday. But before, he used to be like, yeah. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. the, you know, like the rush is not, it's just more like breathing to me now, you know, unless like I do like a spot where it takes like six hours of paint and roll around, I'm physically exhausted and the sun's coming up and cars are coming in. I'm like, I get home, I'm like, uh, you know, like, and, you know. This is like what, four in the morning? Well, I know. See, I've done like a, a big like throw up on the highway like last year or two years ago, my friend, and, uh, I used like 25 cans of spray paint, a gallon of primer to do like one throw up, like with a ladder. The sun was coming up, the traffic was coming, so it gets you like, you know, the adrenaline, you gotta get out, and, you know, people are seeing you, and it's like, I don't know, the whole mix of everything. But actually, busy, being physically exhausted from going up and down a ladder for like six, six hours and rolling and painting. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm exhausted, and the reward is like a huge piece of art right on the highway, got away with it. As opposed to, you know, it's still fun. It's always fun writing quickly, but I mean, it just gets to a point you want to push yourself. And, you know, right. Just... Different levels. Have you ever almost fallen off a building or have you ever um, gotten caught by cops? Have you ever gotten in trouble from 26 years of doing this? Uh, many chases and uh, well, I fell off a two-story roof once. I broke my ankle, got away. Uh, that story quick. So I went up a tree and then onto a roof and then I heard something in the bushes on the train tracks and I looked at the two big guys came out of the building were trying to guess I guess come get me uh-huh. so I tried to get down by a tree and I, walked, I went on the window ledge I grabbed a branch the branch broke and fell damn almost fell onto the street because it was like an underpass mm-hmm. it's a metal thing metal fence so I just missed that I never broken a bone before so I felt like jello and I was like oh I don't know what's going on pop with one foot jump from the railing to the sidewalk, like another 10 feet on one foot. Oh! Hailed a cab, luckily, got into the cab, and then it couldn't turn left. I didn't know that time. I'd go left. I was like, uh. And then all of a sudden, cops were behind him, and like, doo-doo. I was like, ah, oh, that's it. Oh, no. And then he went straight, and the cops went right, and then I went home with his ankle, like a pumpkin, and. Damn. I, my, my, instinct, my instinct, again, to, to show you the difference of. If you were at a mural and you fell off a ladder, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to the hospital. Right. I was like, take me home. Right. Like, it's illegal. So I went home and I was with this huge ankle. But the cops wouldn't go to the hospital looking for a guy who broke his ankle. It would be too... It wasn't even... It, it was I was like running away from a spot that I don't know what was going on. So my instinct was to go home and go straight to the hospital. Then I went to the hospital. Afterwards, I got a cast. But my mind of doing something I'm not supposed to be doing... Just get to home. safety. Just get home high, you know, because that's what you usually do want to make it home safe right so. that sounds so fun um <laughs> is graffiti kind of like a competition between all of you guys or is it a personal thing is a competition with yourself to see how much you can take over the city or do you want to like you know win the competition of the one who took over a city or a country or the planet the most mm. is it like a fame competition for, for a lot of people i guess it is or maybe insecure people or people with different like people seem mining up so much so long people automatically assume like everyone has an ego in a certain way but it's never been that it's always been like I said earlier like pushing myself like I said like I want to like with your art you want to next every time you do it you're like oh I could have did this better I could have did this next time I'm going to add that so 
it's like for me, some people just have like one throw up. I, you know, like I, I have like maybe 10 or something or like even more to like I keep on drawing them. But like, I don't try myself to get better at art, you know, the signatures and my tags and my throw ups and letters and where I put them. And the reason why I do it for so long is because it's like, it's just a drug, you know, it's like you need that fix, you know, you need to do it again just to get it out of your system. But I never did it mainly to be better than anybody, to be up more up than anybody. Because when I first started, I didn't even know what graffiti was for like two, three years. I never saw a video. Then I went to New York, saw it everywhere, and got my first video graph. I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that's a whole world. Mm -hmm. I was able to, people do it now. Okay, I gotta get faint. I gotta hit this. I gotta do this. I gotta mm -hmm. beat this. Gotta you gotta go over nice murals so yeah. you'll get the notoriety. <laughs> Whatever people are doing now, but back then it was just like something that stuck with me because I was like, oh, it's something to do. I was like getting older. I'm like, oh, I just want to write on things. But again, I only knew like the span of someone writing now could be two years old. I didn't get famous, so I quit. But for me, I didn't even know I was getting noticed. I didn't know people even cared or people were even watching. And then I started meeting kids that were like, wow, that's you. I'm like, yeah, so I had no idea, you know. So like something drove me for two years to do it without any recognition, without knowing I was even accumulating my tags. Mm -hmm. It was just like, right, like still now, like I want to write on things. So it's like, yeah, it's your so nature. It's a competition within myself. And I don't, I don't even care about like, you know, I, I admire other people that have passion and heart and keep it up year after year and get better and don't settle for less. And a lot of people just feel like they've reached, I'm the best and I don't need to paint anymore and I don't need to go hang off buildings anymore and I, I don't need to improve my style, but I've never thought like that. It's just like, I want to hang off that bridge, I'm going to go do it still. I'm going to, I don't think about my age, I don't think about anything, just like, I don't know. I just do it for me, mainly. I always have and people could be like, yeah, right, because you're everywhere and you went all over the place and you never stop. It's like, no, it's just drug. If I stop doing that, I do other things like exercise, I like biking, I like adventure, I like hiking, I like good food, I like a lot of things, you know, but that right. has stuck with me the longest thing in my life, I think. Totally. So you don't care to be a king of Montreal? Well, people have been selling, I don't like the idea of kings, like the word king and queen, which everyone throws around, is, is kind of what's wrong with the world today, it's like that, you know, you need the government ruling, and ever since there have been kings and queens, that's when we started losing our true selves, we have two strangers ruling over us, paying them taxes, doing, making their roads, and we're peasants. To them, so mm -hmm. kind of like the meaning. Like I said, I'm a purist. Well, you said, but like I don't analyze everything. Sometimes too much, but king is like a thing I never even call myself. Like people have forever, like not forever, like 20 years, not king. You're the king. It's like uh, like I know I've done the most in this city and out of anybody, but I don't think about it because if I don't paint for a week, I feel like, and if I meet somebody and they're like, "Wow, that's you," I'm like, "Why do you care?" Like, I, don't do anything anymore. I haven't painted like in a week. I feel like I'm only as good as my last, you know, like you too. I'm sure when you're doing your art, if you haven't done a fucking painting in like a week, like you feel like you haven't accomplished anything, right? Mm -hmm. You just don't feel good about yourself. And so if I'm not producing in the streets, I don't have that drug in me where I feel like it's out of me and I can meet someone and be like, oh, wow. I'm like, what? And I have to think, oh, I was in books and magazines and video games and I painted a lot. Yeah, it's true. I guess that's why they're happy to meet me. But for me in my mind, if I, I'm not painting, I just don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything in it. Right, totally. Do you do any other kind of art other than throw-ups and uh, bombing? Like, well, I mean... I, I, you started I, I, doing pieces, or like you've been doing pieces for a while, but... No, I, 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 can, I can do pieces, I can do it all, I just don't have the patience sometimes. Like, I mean, I have the patience to spend six hours doing one massive thing. 
But it depends who I'm with, too, because, like, if someone wants to do a piece, I'll go do a piece with them. But if someone's offering me the time to be like, hey, let's go sit, so stand somewhere for five hours and cut and clean, mm-hmm. then I'm not motivated to always go do that. I go through phases. Sometimes I just want to do outlines for, like, months. Sometimes I want to do fill-ins. Sometimes, like, I'm in blockbuster season. Sometimes I want to do rollers. It's just the, depends on the energy but it's also hard to keep up the energy after 26 years to always be I want to bust my ass and go big and go, but it, it goes in phases you know I've never stopped right. I never took a break even too in all this time it's just if it gets cold I'm, I'm bored and I'm not going to bars and the reason to go out in the winter I'll slow down but as long as I leave the house I'm always going to going to paint on something but for yeah I could do pieces and colors and it's like I don't know I don't I guess my favorite is throw ups mm-hmm. and tags and then Obviously, big things too. I mean, it's all my favorite. Right. I mean, it depends on the mood. Last time I was here, uh, or last time we hanged out, you showed me some drawings that you did for like a coloring book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so you started doing drawings too? Well, yeah. But people, I, again, I showed people, a very few people that drawing I did and never even did one, like a super complex scene with trucks and walls and towers. And like, a, you know, like a, people like, oh, I didn't know you could draw. But, I mean, it's just, to me, it's circles and squares and rectangles or put them together it's not so hard I just don't always have the patience to do that but if I have a reason to do it but it actually inspired me to do more drawings like that because it's fun you know to draw like a cityscape and right and, and whatnot but I, I have like multi you know things I could do with art and stuff like that but I'm just not always motivated because what motivated me in art was hanging off buildings and running through the streets and running away from police mm-hmm. not sitting at home drawing yeah studio works not so much a yeah, thing though so you've done some canvases here and there. Yeah, I can draw and tidy and clean and, you know, I, I haven't tried to do realism, but I thought that I can, so I haven't tried yet. You know, if, I, if I put much anything, I'm sure I could do it. I just, if I don't have a reason to, to go ahead and do it, I just, you know, I'd rather be on the streets running around and, right. like I said, hanging off things and figuring out ways and to get up and risk my life and my uh, freedom. Right. But so, so for you, it's not important to make money at all from... No, I, I only reason I started doing my little my little Instagram thing and I hardly even promote it, you know, because I just don't even want to be on there. But I only did it, it helps, you know, if I, if I can make a bit of money and fly to Paris, you know, like, and, and, and do a few more things that are graffiti related, then it's worth it, you know. Right. I don't want it to be my main enterprise, you know, it's just like a side little thing for a bit of extra cash to help me continue my passion, I guess, you know. Right, because you started doing some products, right? Like you got pins, t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, little things that people like, pins, easy things, you know, like pins and stuff that people want. And, uh, and you paint little vehicles and toys. Yeah, yeah. little cool things, like stealing from secondhand stores and stuff, the little things. So I, and it's all zero cost for me, besides the pins. Other than that, like all the little t-shirts and, 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 and things like that, they're free. So it's like zero, you know, it's like good profit. Yeah, they're free to you at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So if you can't, or if you don't want to, or you're not really trying super hard to make money from art or, 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 or graffiti or, or whatever kind of expression you got going, how do you fund yourself? And I, have your list. I have other ways, just around know, life. Right. Like, I, yeah, I know yeah. that in the graffiti culture, for example, uh, racking or stealing uh, spray cans is kind of like the true way to get your art materials do you go that? I, I, never, I never believe people. Like, I don't believe you, people. You have to steal. Like, well, do what you need to do. You know, people can have a good job and love graffiti. It doesn't mean they're wrong for paying for their shit. But I just don't see the point. And like, you know, you go spend money on paint and just it's gone the next day. You know, at least like 
I didn't pay for the paint. I had the effort and I risked myself. It still sucks, but if it, if it gets cleaned, uh, then oh well. It's like people are going out, kids are spending like, you know, $60, $100 a night to paint. <laughs> like, it's crazy to me. Like, I, I can't. Uh, I remember back in the day, maybe like the dollar cans or something, you know, if I didn't feel like going all the way to like the Home Depot to get my free paint, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm right here. I'll spend five bucks on five cans, you know, I'm not like eight dollars now or something for the cans or something at home people eight something plus tax or six seven dollars to do a couple of tags it's crazy right because yeah if you don't care then go do it but i think it's insane to like it's like throwing money on the, throwing money on the floor you know right because if you're going to go out and do something illegal to pay to something legal it's almost like yeah it's weird it's a weird situation is there other free stuff out there in society that you also use as fuel for your existence well everything food organic healthy foods and i eat really clean and healthy because after all the years of spray paint people just obviously don't even want to listen to me and they think i'm crazy because i talk but i know because i live it like i i poisoned myself with like 26 cans of silver spray paint in 1998 and uh, i didn't know that back then you wouldn't think people even don't even think now that mcdonald's is bad for you they don't question anything you know like, oh spray paint is fine it's off the shelf it's mm-hmm. it has to be okay that they approved it right like cigarettes and alcohol and like prescription drugs and gmos and mcdonald's and fast food it's all weaponized all poison uh-huh. and if, it's, if it's man manipulated most likely it's not going to be good for you so when i was younger i didn't think that it was anything you know and then my friends years five six years later my friends from toronto were taking pills that steel workers take mm-hmm. i'm like oh like, oh, that makes sense. What kind of pills? Like, I say like natural tried. plant-based pills, like, you know, like, I guess cilantro and chlorella and stuff like that, mm-hmm. to take the heavy metals out of your system. Mm. I'm like, holy shit. I didn't even realize, like, five, six years ago, I almost killed myself with, like, 26 cans of spray paint, silver spray paint, mm. and I was super sick for two, three days. I couldn't drink water. I was throwing up. I should have been in the hospital for poisoning, but I didn't think of it. That was related. Wow. So years later, so then I started uh, eating cilantro and garlic and detoxing the heavy metals, and like cleaning up my bladder and everything like that and high antioxidants and things so I'm getting to like things like, yeah in life like I like to eat really healthy and not pay for it because they charge you know they charge something with like one ingredient more than something like 25 poison ingredients you know so mm-hmm. and then you know they don't let you go to the source like you can't just go every little store should be like oh we grow this here it's a dollar for a pepper but then this other place buys from this place and goes and it's like three dollars and then you want to buy eat healthy then you're the thief if you steal three dollar pepper that should be a dollar you know like right but say you want to support the organic world because you believe in it and if you steal for them but i wouldn't do it from like little places like that actually care that are actually trying to think but not like Mm -hmm. major companies that you go in the back dumpster and they're like pills that are still good they're throwing them out and they're like charging 80 dollars for turmeric pills Mm -hmm. pressed turmeric you can buy a bag of organic fair trade turmeric that's good anti-inflammatory for your body for 20 bucks it'll last you like a year and then you buy the same thing in a pill crush for 80 bucks that they're getting for five bucks, you know, like all these things. So, mm-hmm. but not to go too far off the subject, but yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll get my expensive, good, clean, healthy groceries that in turn help fuel my life because it keeps you young, keeps you strong. Keeps... A lot of people that I know are younger than me, they're just like, oh, my back, do this, and I have to wake up every four hours to go pee. I used to have to wake up every four hours to go to the bathroom when I was younger, and like now I just clean myself. I lay in bed for eight, ten hours, and it's fine. I fix my bladder, I fix my brain. I used to get brain fog on the computer after five minutes. I used to get a headache, and I just cleanse my body and pay attention mm-hmm. to myself. And I, I know how to like not get sick in the past like, year. I don't get sick anymore, and I just like eat healthy, take care of myself, so I can pay longer. But a lot of people 
quit graffiti to like, oh, I'm sick. It's making me sick. Yeah, but I can tell them, like, hey, I can, what's wrong? I can help fix your bladder. I can help reverse your cancer. I can help all these things, but people don't want to hear it. But I'm living a good life. I've spray painted more than anybody I've known. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't have any issues or sore joints or, uh, or uh, my ankle used to be a bit more sore, but since I changed my diet to like just eating plants, my ankle never hurts anymore. And mm-hmm. I don't get brain fog. I can, my bladder is fixed. So to go sort of off subject, but not, but yeah. So. No, it's all interrelated. So I mean, it's expensive to eat really healthy, but I eat really fucking healthy, all organic, everything. Yeah, you're vegan too, right? Well, I don't like to say vegan because then again like people there's vegans that like I know the real definition but there's people that like vegan that like get brand new leather and and brand new goose down and don't care about that aspect of animals dying still and then um, the, the, the non-organic and eat chemicals still and eat fast food and beyond meat it's cool as long as I'm not hurting animals I don't give a fuck what you do to yourself like, in the food wise but like it's just the more I eat clean the more it makes you want to eat clean and I don't it just made, made sense to me because like 15 years ago I had an introduction 15, 20 years ago like when I started oh yeah when I started learning more about even just plants I'm like well plants fix my bladder plants cleared out my brain plants fix my joints like it only makes sense you know like you don't you don't cure your body on an all meat diet you know and you don't cure it on an egg diet they tell you you know if you have high cholesterol and you're dying from cancer they're not like stop vegetables and fruits are like just do meat tuna smoothies it's the opposite so why wait till you're like old and decrepit and dying to start eating really healthy? It's like do it beforehand, you know. So right, you have a lot of spray paint, you know. So yeah, it's, it's important to do. You use a mask when you bomb? No, never. But that's sketchy too, right? Well, no. I mean, I can hold my breath or look away or like you know, just like don't. I, I've done spots where I should have maybe because I'm on a ledge like this and the paint is going in my face. Like the other time when I used those twenty six hundred spray paint. It was like a slant. So I was like this the whole time, so it was like coming up in my face. Wow. Time You're my just tongue. breathing metal. In a little hut once, I did a spot, and it was in the back of my tongue. I was like scraping my tongue like my bank card. Oh my God. I'm sober, but that was like <gasps> 15 years ago. But like I've never, I felt worse 15 years ago, 15 years younger than I do now. I don't have brain fog. I don't get really depressed. I don't because if you eat, you go, they, they say let thy medicine let your medicine be thy food or whatever this, this Let your is food be thy medicine. Yeah. So that's it. It makes sense. So every single day, no matter what I'm putting in my body, I'm detoxing. I'm always cleaning my body out. I'm always like, I was able to detox like six, seven years, eight years of spray paint and silver in like a month. After a month, I felt better. I was like, like my sense of smell was better. And this is like, you know, 15 years ago. I just pay attention. Like I stopped, I don't need... When I saw that Super Size Me movie about McDonald's, I got to eat McDonald's for a month. That was enough. I watched that. And I was like, that makes sense. I'm not eating McDonald's ever again. But people will see that. People will see horrible videos. People will see half of America's obese. People will see that and people are like, no, nah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like that. I don't know how people are so, just so like brain dead that they just like see shit in their face. And they're like, mm, I don't care. And it's like, yeah, but that's bad. It's cancer. Mm, no, I don't care. Uh, yeah, but I like it, you know. But bacon, uh, it's like, yeah, it's horrible for you. It's worse for the animals, and it's, you're killing yourself at the same time. But it's like, nah, okay. And then you're dying, and you're like, I should have listened to you, you know. And some people still will be dying and still smoke can't smoke cigarettes. So it's yeah. up to the individual. But I'm here while I'm here. It's like, and that stupid fucking saying, people, you only live once. It's like, yeah. Then why waste your time living if you're not going to live your best life? You're not living your best best life if you're smoking cigarettes and you know like not eating healthy every day you're not at all you don't know your full potential mm-hmm. and you have the argument with some people 
Well, my uncle lived to 100 eating crap. It's like, imagine if he ate even better, he might live to like 150 and had full of energy and full of life and climbing up mountains at 100 years old, you know? Right. And now in society, people think, you know, I was a kid, I used to think 60 was old. Now I'm like, that's fucking young. Right. Should be doing, be able to do pull-ups and chin-ups and run up a mountain at 60, not like, you know? Retire and old die. People are like, oh, I'm 70, I'm done. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> crazy. Like, monks, monks can live, their life expectancy is to like 120 Right. They fast four days in a row, no oils, no cheese, no meat products, eat just plants, mm-hmm. and they live to like 120. And then people always want to argue, well, what about natives or Inuits, you know, up north? They have the right to slaughter and kill animals. But I'm like, first of all, no one should be living in a frozen tundra where you can't have adequate vegetation. <laughs> but their life expectancy is around 65 years old. Mm-hmm. So almost, monks is almost double the life expectancy on just eating a few times a week and no poison, no toxins. And then you go into areas like here, North America, up north, live until 65, people are having heart attacks at 45, 50. It's like, mm. I don't know. Yeah. Is your plant-based diet have anything to do with compassion to animals? I know well, you yeah, my, my dog, dog, my dog was like playing around in my house and then just dropped dead. And I was with my ex-girlfriend, I was like, what the fuck did you do? And he was playing with a stick and I thought like he hit his head. And then he just like convulsed and pissed and shit himself. And I was like, oh, that's it, he's dead. This was last week or something? No, like four years ago. Four years ago. So that, again, like how, how people just ignore real information in your face. It's like, what's going on now? Like left versus right, you know, like left and right. It's like idiot versus idiots. Like you don't realize, like you have proof that the government is liars. You have proof. There's like so much proof, but people don't want to see it. It's like the diet thing. There's so much proof and benefit that more than ever now that eating a good healthy organic diet makes sense and it's really fucking great but people still don't want to you know they're stubborn they don't want to listen to it but that's what made me change my diet was my dog <clears throat> dying and you know going through many friends over the years and like you know like even my friends with your own family members and you realize like a dog and not just a dog an animal if you feed and love an animal that's all you got to do that's all you have to do they're not complaining they get the new iPhone. They're not complaining you didn't fucking, you know, like take them to the movies or cook them the best dinner. Mm-hmm. You show up and feed them and pet them, they'll have your back. And I always say this scenario, if we're six of us in the woods and there's a grizzly bear, everyone's running. Your dog, if it's a chihuahua, maybe a chihuahua, dog, <laughs> but most likely your dog is going to be like, I got your back. I'm not even thinking about that. People are like, oh, well, that... You know, it's like if you're getting beat up by guys, like, oh, well, that guy's kind of bigger than me. I'm not going to help you. I'm going to run away. I'm going to hide. But dogs, no matter what size they are, they're going to have your back. Even like a cow or a chicken. Like, you see many videos online, like, you know, like a bird, a bird will like attack you for like messing with someone that it loves. Right. So animals, like unconditional love and loyalty to the end. And 99.9% of people, like you could never fully really trust but you always go for pit bulls, or do you always have the same dog? No, it's like kind of everyone has their own thing. They love chihuahuas, but it's like uh, just a different personality. They're smart. They smile. Like, it's their smile, their face. It's just, you know, different breeds. It's different breeds of human, different cultures. Right. You know, I guess, you know, from Peru, you have different culture than you would have here. You come here and you travel. Like, wow, it's so different here. But, like, just like dogs, a different breed. It's like a different species, you know, a different mm-hmm. bloodline. Pitbulls get like a bad uh, rep, and even in Montreal, there was some laws recently, or a few Two years, years back. Ago, they tried to pass it up, pass the laws. I went to all the protests. Uh, the ignorant fat mayor that used to be mayor, Coderre, piece of shit. Uh, even though he was presented all facts from vets and everything like that, he was like, "No, no, it's just a money grab." And like, why should I have to pay 
$150 a year for a dog that I'm already loving and taking care of and, and feeding and taking to the vet and everything like that. Just to own a dog. Like, I own the dog today. All of a sudden, tomorrow, I have to pay $100 to you. What is giving money to the government? I know what it does for them. So it wasn't that they were banned. It's just they were trying had, to. You had to either try to ban it unless you paid more money? No, they, and they wanted to be like, if you already had the dog before the law, uh, you have to muzzle it, pay $100 a year, then no more new dogs, like phase out pit bulls. And then, wow. and then when they were proven that you can't prove what a pit bull is, they, a, a pit bull type, they changed it. Because they were proven, like, oh, you can't prove what a pit bull is. You can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, pit bull types. So any dog that's over this weight, we're going to pay $100. They made millions of dollars, and then the new mayor took away the law. Okay, good. But it was just a cash grab, and it made me so sad because my dog, my dog now wouldn't hurt a fly, or he's been friends with had a rabbit here, a cat, babies hasn't tried to bite a human being or eat an animal or even eat a shoe. Most perfect dog, but the example why people people get a bad rap is because it, it's like if you have a bar, you're gonna hire like five five foot tall skinny people. Mm-hmm. You're gonna hire five six foot five monster people. You're gonna hire the big guys, so mm-hmm. pit bulls have the potential to, to, to be weaponized into being super strong and evil. And it's scary what you know. I have pit bulls for the past 15 years or so, but I'm still I'd be scared of a pit bull. I, I have pit bulls, and I'd be scared if someone had a pit bull frothing at the mouth because if it got onto you, it'd fuck you up. Mm-hmm. But the only reason it's gonna do that is if it was again human beings fucked with them. You know, other than that, pit bulls are naturally beautiful and kind and loving. They're known as like the nanny dog too, and like they're very family oriented. And, mm-hmm. But I like all, all animals, like of any kind. But uh, as of dogs, I fell in love with pit bulls, not because of hip hop or some rap videos or some stupid shit. Mm-hmm. It's because they're just so friendly and cuddly and lovable. And oh, that's beautiful. Sake almost human like, but like a better version of a human. So you're a very interesting person to me, and this is why I wanted to interview you in my series, because you're this juxtaposition between a character that seems to be like uh, out to destroy, maybe not purposefully, but just by being yourself. You don't jive with society, you know, you go out and you bomb illegally, you steal the things that you need, you're like this rebel that's just like anti-society, but at the same time, you're also very a loving person who cares about like healthy uh, food for yourself and for the community if they wake up to it, who cares about animals, who actually wants to see humanity uh, rise up and become the goodness that we are. Mm-hmm. So do you have some kind of philosophy to dictate like what's good and bad? Like some of the things that you do, some people will say is bad, but maybe from your perspective, they could be good because you feel maybe society is what's bad and you have to go against it. Well, uh... Yeah, well, it, it, it's, like I've always said, like, uh, like I used to say when I was young, before I thought, like, you know, Mother Teresa, you know who that is? Like, mm-hmm. It used to be a saying, like, oh, you're a saint, like, but I don't believe she was a saint. I believe she, like, peddled tra- child trafficking and stole children to people and stuff like that. But I used to always say Mother Teresa was a hoe as a joke, but it turns out she kind of was. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but that, what I used to, what I'm getting with her point, like, I used to say when I was younger, before I knew what I know now, that there's someone out there that would say, fuck that. You know, like, if you're the nicest fucking person in the world, a billionaire, and you give away, you know, everything. Like, you give away, you know, like, 999 point whatever, nine, $909 million, and you keep, like, whatever, a million for yourself, people will still be like, oh, well, he kept a million dollars for himself. He's still greedy, you know? Like, someone's going to always have something negative to say to you, and about you, you can't, you can't please everyone. And, 
And I say 90%, and people hate it. People have egos, and even when the truth is in their face, you can prove that the government is lying again and again and again and again. They still, I guess it's kind of like an ignorance and also an ego. Like, I can't admit that I believe it, you know? Like, you can show, like, I can show people a hundred things proven on paper the government has fucking done. Proven. And then, as soon as they see something new that wasn't proven wrong, they believe it. Like, doesn't matter. Like, like it's, it's fucking crazy. And that's why, like, I don't, people have faith in people waking up, but people won't wake up because there's still people who are, mar- and I went to anti-mask marches and then, uh, you know, 50,000 plus people. And, and then some people, a couple, three people have a Trump flag of the whole thing. And right away, I'm like, instantly I knew people are going to focus on that. Mm-hmm. They're going to, they're going to like 5,000 mental patients uh, march and they're all Trump supporters when only three people have had that thing. And when I look at those people, I'm like, oh, they don't get it. It's cool to hear for the anti-mask thing, but they don't, they don't get Left versus right is the same fucking thing. People are, it's so insane. Like, society is divide and conquer. And I've always questioned everything. It's like, since a kid, it's, well, that's why I see through things and people don't question anything. People are like, they need guidance, they need, they need rules. It's like, they, and the people in power took advantage of that for hundreds of years. The same people have been in power for hundreds and hundreds of years. Right. And they tell each other, yeah, in the 1800s, we did this for that. Okay, and now this is changing. So now religion, people are knowing that's more bullshit and they're all kind of the same ways to control people and people are falling out of that so now police are becoming more militarized and stuff like that and uh, I just like I said people like do this and I'm always like, I always think why you know I don't like the third thing why so I'd always question things so right like this whole fucking thing where people just think it's real this whole like I, I know how viruses work I know about the mass I know all this shit but no matter how much proof you show people you show people there's like 7,000 scientists and doctors proving not to wear a mask just get herd immunity, like just like every year it's the flu, and there's proof they're killing people in hospitals. There's all this is there's proof they're like pretending there's people in the hospitals. All the news companies are owned by the same people. And what I'm trying to get at is like people don't get that. Like if you look at Gulf of Tonkin, where it's proven that the United States government fake blew up a ship that never even happened to start a war, to start a Vietnam War. The government did that. It's proven. And in turn, to this day, people are like deformed from Agent Orange, which is from Monsanto, who used to make chemical weapons for the war. Now they make your food. But people still like, well, you and your, your, your healthy organic stuff, it makes no difference. The people making your food design it so you can't even have the seeds. They think, oh, seeds are bad. And they're like, oh, seeds are really good for you. you can, one pepper, you can plant like 100 fucking pepper plants. Right. Like they that. just want... Farmers to keep on buying from them. Yeah. So, I mean, the people in power, the people, like, you can't even sue Monsanto. They'll take your farm. All these people are evil corporations. And there's documentaries. There's proof that Monsanto has protected that you can't sue them. And and they made weapons for the war. And Agent Orange, if you look up Agent Orange, not a conspiracy theory. It's facts that there's people mutated and all deformed to this day. They ruined the land forever in Vietnam. And people are mutated. The United States government tested LSD and other uh, chemicals on their own soldiers. It's proven. There's movies about it. There's documentaries about MK it. MKUltra. Well, MK Ultra is the mind control one, but the thing they, they bombed, the movie Jacob's Ladder, if you watch that, uh, they, they show that they all have flashbacks and, and they finally get to what really happened and it's proven. So what I'm bringing up this for is like, the Again, government's always fucked us up. Why yeah. are we not questioning at this time where they're like jacking up the control on yeah. us? It's, it's not an evil thing to be like, yo, 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 yeah, what's they, up with these masks? Like, they planted because the conspiracy theory term was invented in the 60s to stop people from looking into why, why they killed JFK. So there's, that's why I say to people, like, 
Everything's a conspiracy theory now. People say, no, because right now, a billion things happen in the world today. Are a billion things we're looking at, like every single one is some weird thing? No, we pick and choose. Like, wait a second, a billion things happen today, but this one thing stinks. We're going to fucking look at this. But the government just tells you your conspiracy theories. Now, when I talk intelligently from my own brain, I don't have to research shit. I have, I, you know, there's some people like that have an understanding of how things work. Like when I was a kid, I used to be able to open up a Walkman, a VCR, and fix it on my own. Never studied, took a class. And I was like, where's your degree? You can't talk about health unless you have a degree. You can't talk about science unless you have a degree. It's like, how the fuck did the first scientist, you can't do a Tesla, where's his degree? He's like, I don't know his background, but definitely his brain understood this shit. It made sense to him, you know? Like, and things make sense to me. When I heard bat soup, I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. The first day I was sitting on my couch, I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. And it is bullshit. I, I, know, I know how flus work. I know how viruses work. And, and the people, only people that want to argue with you are the people that heard a doctor or a scientist on TV that told them. Because anybody that thinks this whole thing is real and justified, they don't know what they're talking about. Like if, you're, if you think you're pro-science and you're pro-mask, you're not. You're anti-science. Because science and doctors, there's thousands of doctors, there's videos that got millions of views if you know about them. They got deleted off YouTube. The same people that own all the media, all the news that tell you all this stuff, on YouTube now, on Facebook now, on Instagram now, and any censoring everything. Censoring everything, and then right away, I'm a YouTuber or a Google searcher. And what I want to say too is, is now I tell people, oh, you learned on YouTube. I go, no, but there's a lot of good stuff on YouTube. If I took your favorite documentary and or the series Planet Earth and put it on YouTube, right away it's obsolete all of a sudden because it's on YouTube. It's like mm. the most intelligent thing, a Tesla documentary. I watched it on the Discovery Channel. It's on YouTube now. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. If anything, if it's on mainstream media, that discredits it for me because yeah. there's an agenda behind the mainstream media. And, and my thing is to talk to people that it's a really simple way to put it. The re and people were recently, oh, Trump didn't pay taxes. No, fuck, fuck Trump, fuck Biden. They're the same fucking people. They're hiding like the Zionist Israel controls the United States and they give all their money there and stuff like that. I know all about all that and it's like not anti-Semitic what I'm saying it's just that's the facts you know like why does the states give billions of dollars to Israel what the fuck is the reason it's, there's a reason behind it because they want to be in the middle of the Middle East and control well, because they control everything it's like uh, but uh, like taxes people are like oh the rich will pay taxes you want to know why here I'll answer for you they put the system in place why would they pay taxes why you wouldn't you know like you own a business you're paying yourself you know like you like uh, it just, it just, if it's so easy to cheat, you might cheat. Well, the, the people in power print the money. They put the taxes in fucking place. Why would they be paying all their elite, the 1%? Why would they be paying their own taxes? Why would they be, paying, they'd be putting taxes up to give themselves? They have so much money to put billions, zillions of dollars into war and to all these things we don't need. You go around in Montreal, they put $46 million on lights on bridges. We didn't need that. The bridge works the same. Where That $46 million and little statues... There's billions of extra dollars. Like they they put the taxes up. They have Montreal. The only casino, the lottery, the taxes, the fines, the sixteen yeah sixteen cents on everything you buy. The tourism, they have so much money, and that's when you realize we're not a community. They do not care about you. If they cared, they're like, holy shit, we have we don't need lights on bridges. We're gonna start. We're gonna lower the tax. We're gonna give back the money. People are gonna ask the people what they want. Just like in the states, they should again. People think. The illusion of choice. They think they have a choice. Idiot one versus idiot two. It's a fuck. I can't believe what goes on in the States that people eat it up and are yelling and fighting with each other. 
The BLM <laughs> thing is a thing that was designed to, you know, it's by George Soros. It was designed to separate us. And as soon as, again, the bat soup thing, I was like, what is this bullshit? Fucking lies. I knew it was a fucking lie. And then BLM, like, what is this? And again, it was around years ago, around the election, all of a sudden it happens again. And I, right away, BLM, I'm like, it's just going to make more racism. You know, there's people that, there's black people that have never experienced racism, but then all of a sudden they're hating white people because they were told to. It's like, and people, there's even people that were white people marching for BLM, and you have black people telling them, we don't need you right now. It's like, yes, you do. Forget that and, and unite. It's like the people are in power creating these, these, these things to divide us, you know? Like, out of nowhere, it's just like, racism, the worst it's ever been, you know? Like, it's like, it's like becoming worse. It's becoming more hatred. It's like, there's like, uh, you know? And then the slavery thing, people think, you know, like, it's always, like, again, why is it white versus black? There's so many other people. It's like, there's like, in China, there's like so many other places. It's like, that's always like, because they're making us like that. The reason why the States is so crazy is because they plan that back in the day to separate you, separate you. Like, you know, like, the, where did all the people down south and all the people that are really racist learn that from? They were taught, you know? There could be people going through bad experience in life and, like, a white kid growing up in an all-black neighborhood and he was harassed and he's not smart enough to realize it wasn't, it's because they were black and he was white, it's because the environment he was in, maybe that was what he needed to get out of, you know? Which but, also has to do with the race, though, because they end up in that neighborhood yeah. because they were, like... Yeah, yeah. But, but, but I mean, like, again, too, like, again, slavery is not a part of white history, which is what it's taught, it's a part of human history. Because there's the Burberry slave trade, tons, millions of Europeans you know, were, were, were slaves. And, uh, and then in Africa, Africans still to this day have slaves and are still selling Africans as slaves. Africans sold Africans to the States. And African Americans or whatever, black colored people, uh, not colored people, but just you know, like any tone of a darker skin, they own slaves too, and, and it's crazy too when you look it up. I always heard the first slave owner was black, but it didn't make sense. I looked into it, but it meant the first guy to make it a human being legally somebody's property was a, a black man who owned slaves, and, and the slaves went to work for someone else, and he was pissed, and he went to court, so he got the right to like, oh, now I have a document saying I own you. Mm -hmm. So, but but I'm getting at not to point fingers, but just to show how. It's always, now it's like the white person is evil, the devil, and it's not even that. And that's why the Zionist Israel, again, us, we're going to like the Zionists, like we're cattle. No matter what color we are, we're cattle. Like, the thing is, like, people think, like the white privilege thing, not to get too far into that, it's like that. If you're a product of North America or almost anywhere in the States, you're tricked from day one, go to school, get a wife, get a house, pay taxes, retire, die. We're, like no one's immune to like unless you're smart enough to realize that you're getting like fast food and diabetes and heart attacks and heart disease and prescription dr drugs and getting raped or molested or beaten up by police there's like you know tons of videos of police beating up all kinds of people you know kicking kicking like women like white women just sitting on a curb fucking kicked her in the face like I've seen so many videos of all different races getting murdered shot stabbed and now we have online it's like as soon as it's a white person, a nude white person running around cracked out, they don't kill him right away. So, so just let me wrap this up, Ryan, because obviously there's problems in the well, world. What I, what I wanted to get to wrap up what I'm saying is I can go everywhere, but it's like people need to question everything, mm -hmm. realize that school, it's, for some reason it's illegal not to put your kids in school. I wonder why, because they want you to force fed to be a product of society, to get a job and pay taxes to feed the rich, the 1% against humanity, what I always say, that's what it is. So mm -hmm. not to make it to a race thing, I'm, 
reason I brought up the race thing is to realize we're all human. They're dividing us. So they don't unite to fight back that 1% that's in control. So are you pessimistic about the future? Or do you think there's there's like maybe some hope and optimism that we can wake up and and change it? No, because right now the whole thing from day one I was saying, well, to end of the other thing, it wasn't like getting into a whole race thing. It was again like the unity of people. Stop following for that and marching for you know, like that, march for people, you know, like, like feminism, again, it's like attacking men, it's like, no, like, fucking teach us how to be better men, maybe, and we'll teach you how to, what we want, and learn, like, here, like, we're talking, you know, like, listen to what I want, listen to what, I want to listen to what you want, listen Mm -hmm. to how that feels. Let's learn from each other. As long as there's human beings, there's going to be evil, there's going to be bad people, there's going to be deceit, there's going to be, you know, like, uh, betrayal, like, that's a kind of human history, you know, like, so I always say humans are a virus to this planet because one day I was laying in bed and I was like, doesn't make sense. You know, when you look around Earth, everything works with the Earth. Everything in harmony. And you see as people started being inside, water's getting clear, animals are coming back, nature heals. But we're the one entity that paves and crushes and rips. And, you know, people always want to say, I wonder if we believe in aliens, but we are the aliens to this planet. You find it, suppose a new species and you have to cut it in half and see how it works. We have to take all the resources. And what do you see all the movies that aliens do? They go and they steal everything and they cut everything and they dissect us. But we're the ones dissecting the earth. And we're not being very cool right now. But I, I, I don't want to observe humanity as this, this negative, terrible thing. We, we're acting negatively because we've been misguided yes. by negativity. But we, it doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to be intrinsically negative. We can still wake up and become good and heal the situation. I'm always going to be optimistic and, and, and positive. Hope is good, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, well, I was getting into like the bat suit thing where it's like, I'm like, something's afoot, something's up, you know? And then, oh, yeah. Like, anything you sure. say, like 5G, duh, duh, duh. And the whole 5G thing, to break that down in like 30 seconds, it's a microwave. Standing in front of a microwave is bad, but like, this, it's like, you can get an EMF reader and look online and be like, oh, what's a harmful radiation level? And take one of those things and put it by 5G. You should answer your question of how poisonous that is. The chemotherapy is toxic to your system. You get radiated and you release all these toxins in your body which makes you physically ill and your immune system has to work to get, flush those poisons out. Mm-hmm. But radiation does that. And like the old school radio towers from 200 years ago, no one lives under it. Who do you know that lives under a radio tower that's 200 years old? It's bad. Right. Yeah. So imagine this technology that you could, that's been put in the tops of so many buildings. All like cheap, of old folks homes, hospitals, uh, lower income buildings because they're paying people and it's just it's it's bad and, and that's another reason you can get sick and uh, your immune system goes down and then viruses can influence yeah, yeah. And you you're, mainly too like with the whole thing I don't know where I'm going with this but like how like I understand how things work it's like anytime you get a flu or a sickness every year it's a bit different one year your throat sore one year you have a head cold one year you're coughing one year it's not that bad one year you can't you feel like dying I was sick four or five years ago. I feel like I was dying. If I was sick now, I'd be like, oh, it's coronavirus. But I was sick for a month, four years ago. I wanted to die. My ex wanted to leave me. She hated me. I was in sl- one day I was okay. Then I, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I feel like dying. But I'm going to the, I'm going to the hospital. But now I'm learning more about health and dying. I don't get sick anymore. But a flu, a virus comes from all the poisons, all the toxins, all the metals in your body. So if you're around these 5G things, it radiates your body. It loosens up the toxins and then you get sick. Is there a way to maybe uh, let it loose up the toxins and then flush it out? If yeah, used well, I guess correctly? Like chlorella, heavy metals are one of the worst things, which are in vaccines and the tap water and, and fish and, and just breathing in air, you know. But if you, 
eat healthy, look it up. For everything you have a problem for, you look it up online. Don't just take the first thing on Google. Mm-hmm. Learn. It's like just a simple thing. Cilantro and chlorella mix up together, it bonds to the metal, and you drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And I, I take, I, I I take get, activated charcoal. That too. There's so many things. So a lot of people don't like cilantro. But there's always options for every like man-made disease and problem. There's like a thousand or a hundred cures in nature to flush your system. So. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a, a a diet these days. It's a brand called Purim, where I take these shakes of spirulina like two a day with different uh, amino acids, and then the last ten days it's like pure detox pills. So it's it's and it will be good before I go to the jungle in Peru, where like shamanic fucking medicines are more detoxing mm-hmm. and like I'm not even supposed to use soap nor nothing for like 10 days of this dieta and then do my ayahuasca retreat so <laughs> yeah because that's the thing when I was supposed to do what my old friend who invited me to Paris to do I think the same guy that you know Ryan uh, Jersey Joe yeah 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 yeah. Uh, he I, I saw a picture of him with some guy and I saw the same picture of you with the same guy mm-hmm. but I was invited with a bunch of other people he's gone very shamanic these days yeah uh, but I don't talk to him much anymore, but uh, I was supposed to go do that, and then he, he was giving me the guidelines of what I needed to do, mm-hmm. preparing, and he goes, basically, you're already there. Right. So it makes sense. Like It's like, again, people, to do this drug and have the best experience, you should be eating just plants and refrain from all these things, like violence and, and like yeah. watching horrible things on TV. Be a good person. Yeah, stay positive. Like, go back to nature, basically, where we're so far removed from, which mm-hmm. is a big problem in the world. Where, where people don't even understand. I noticed when I was in British Columbia, driving back from Whistler on the highway, and there was a turnoff, and everyone stopped before going to the city in their SUVs to look at the view. But people don't even analyze why they're looking at you, why they're attracted to it. Not, it's not because it's aesthetically pleasing. It's because we are from nature. And we're right. so far removed, and people don't realize why they want to get a cab out of the woods. Like, I got to get out of the city. It's like, oh, I just want to get out and go party. It's like, no, you, your body's telling you, get the fuck out. It's, mm-hmm. it's not just breathe more a, air. a party. It's not... For fun, it's because your body's saying, get the fuck out. As soon as you step out of a car, if I drive upstate New York, it's a very nice drive, and you just stop from being in the city and that first rest stop in the mountains, you're like, the first breath, you're like, ah, you're, you relax. You know, all the stress mm-hmm. is gone just from the oxygen we're supposed to be breathing. And, and we're so far removed from Earth and bombarded with the propaganda and the left versus right, idiot versus idiot, thinking we have no choice, being told, you know, like, it's like, that's what's funny, it's like, this, you know, eat this piece of shit, like, no, well, this one is, a, you know, eat this one, I said, I don't want to eat them, well, this one has corn in it, okay, I'll have the one with corn, it's, I have no choice, it's like, mm-hmm. people don't realize that you have choice, but that's the, I think I lost the question before, but the only time people will wake up is, stop, fuck, turn off the goddamn TV, and go live your life, and learn, say hello to the person in the street, get to know people and trust people and stop trying to fight one another and separate one another and blame things on race or this or poverty or... Right. Because you know, there's people that came from nothing that are like made something of themselves. There's people that, you know, that have everything and lose everything. It's like we're all fighting our own inner battles and stuff in the world and uh, mm-hmm. with all these distractions. And, you know, a smartphone, it's really a dumb phone because no matter what online, when you try and tell someone, like, I can send someone 25 links to, like, truth. And they're still like, fuck you, you're crazy, you're a YouTuber, you're a conspiracy theorist. Right, well, it's a tricky world, and right now the battle is between information, right and wrong, and in reality it's really hard to see what is what, and really at the end of the day we just gotta go and feel our instincts, uh, live from our heart, 
do what we feel is best. And I hope that you manifest that dream of moving to the country and being well, in nature I, and liberating from the stress of a city. But that, that's the thing. I tell people that if you want to escape what's happening. And again, um, I have a busy brain, as you notice. But, uh, but back to, like, again, from day one with the bat soup, right? Just the other day on the news in Toronto, they're, they're talking about, like, again, they, they want to create this fear... You know, they do and people feed into it. Like if you're now, it's like an anti-master. You can't just be like, I don't believe in it. Why? You're labeled. It's like, you're a YouTuber because you know things that I don't know. You're an anti-master because you don't believe in it. You're an anti-vaxxer. Like, All these labels. Vaccines, like, the people that believe in vaccines are the people that sell them and the people that wrote the book about them and the people that read the book and didn't, like people, I study vaccines are safe. Yeah, you read the book that they wrote. <laughs> do some research. There's, like, before 1950, uh, there, like, there wasn't a high enough death rate of uh, kids dying uh, from infant death syndrome that it was never marked like as a death. After vaccines becoming more mandatory and more vaccines after the 1950s, that's part of the, the yearly you know, death toll. Mm -hmm. But again, no, no, no. It's like polio vaccine. Everyone was, oh, the polio vaccine. The first time they get polio vaccine, like over 400,000 people got polio plus cancer plus disease and blind and all these things. Mm -hmm. And now they're testing Africa, all these poor Africans. Africa, that's the thing. Another that's why thing. Bill Gates is there helping yeah. them. And Dr. Fauci, the piece of shit, he is through this pandemic, and there is pictures of the 1980s and people holding up signs against him in the 80s. Some people knew. I was too young to realize uh, what was really going on, but now looking at it now, if you Google AIDS thread through needles, debunked polio vaccine, did not get people AIDS. So there you go. It was a conspiracy, 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 conspiracy theory. Uh, but the debunkers thirty years are, ago, but they're they're the ones debunking it. Like they're gonna yeah. tell you. It's like that's the thing. Like the debunkers are the ones who own the media, anyways. But people don't know that. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, and all the information is there. But like AIDS was spread through that, and a lot of times, like right now, you're telling you have the, the sickness, but no, I just have a regular cold. It's like I have coronavirus. How'd you feel? Like you said, your neighbors were partying for two weeks. They're like, oh, my neighbors have it. I'm like, oh, they're partying. Oh, my friend had it, and what happened? Nothing. Nothing. And his girlfriend didn't get it. Now, how many people are say had it? Just like the regular flu. I've, I've dated people over the years and I've been super sick and the other, I've never been sick the same time as, a, as a, someone I've been dating ever. And just like this, it's like, it's so deadly, it's crazy. Like, like, I don't see, I don't know, anyway, I don't socially, I don't do anything. What I'm getting to again, sum it up again, it's like, if you just believe everything you're told and don't question anything, you're lost. You don't know anything about anything. If you rely on the media and strangers and you feel informed, you turn on the TV for half an hour every day, you know nothing about what's really, really going on. Zero, 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 and that's where I have faith. Like you, you know, positive creations, and you have positive vibes, and you hope for the best. So do I. But I'm also not scared to speak the truth and be unpopular from people hating me for speaking the truth because that's what—that's the facts, you know. It's a fine line because I definitely like there's beliefs, and uh, definitely I also got instincts, and I my gut tells me that definitely there's something really. Uh, weird happening in society and whenever I raise my hand and be like yo what's going on here can we talk about this kind of question and then they shut you down it's like oh no no censor yeah. this and we'll, uh, we'll, un we'll unfollow you for right. like triggering me saying something that scares me it it's tricky yeah. because my main mission is to spread love and to help awaken the soul of humanity first in myself and then in others and if everybody just shuts me down and unfollows me then I'm not able to spread that love so I gotta it's share my line. truth with elegance like this show it's on youtube people can watch it or not they don't have to yeah. follow me or unfollow me we can say and they can comment and and say it's bullshit or that they agree it doesn't really matter we're having a conversation 
and we're listening to each other. We're not saying anything that we own the truth, but also we got to be careful with media owning the truth. So that's a great point that you bring about but that's the, cra- the crazy thing now, too. It, it, it's, uh, you just say it. It's all the words. Anti-vaxxer, mas- anti-masker, this. Oh, that's it. Like, you can't, you can't say anything. It's like, like, I don't... Trump... Trump... I like creative, like, insults and stuff like that. You know, with your friends, you can insult someone, and it's like, oh, you hurt me. I feel it, but it's so funny. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's what... Trump said something funny, so I love him. It's like, what the fuck? There's still war going on. There's still fucking taxes. Police brutality is worse than ever. Uh, Like, you know, wars and riots and and the mass thing's still going on. Uh, They're still on lockdown. People are still losing everything. Suicide rate is higher than the COVID death rate. People are going to jail in Australia for putting on a mask wrong with drones going after them. That's That's some gnarly shit. To say that, and from day one, I'm crazy, but like... From day one, I said, no, it's bringing in the 5G technology to, to monitor everyone. And how genius is the plan? Again, like I said before, rich people don't pay taxes because they put the system in the plane. They're like their friends. If we became billionaires, they'd invite us into their club, you know, billion billionaires because they don't care if it's zero dollars. They want elite. But then again, they print the money. People think it's about money. It's not. The people in power print the money. It's power. It's greed. It's like an abuse. The it's just so we don't take it away from the gov- it at any yeah, point. The government is an abusive spouse. That's what it is. It's like... They fucked us over last year. Tomorrow will be better. It's like, you know, like you get beat up by your spouse, man or woman. And I'm sorry, I'm just mad. I'll never do it again. Oh, cool. I believe you. And you do it again. That's the government. And you believe them every time when you show them the proof. Like the Agent Orange thing. I bring up Agent Orange, the past, because nothing has changed. It's still the same people. And it's not even just Agent Orange. Now, I bring up that not 9-11 because still still people that really are crazy. That That's how crazy people are. That you can't watch that video of 9-11 and see explosions <laughs> going on. And people are like, no, but they said uh, the elevator shaft and the gasoline. It's like professionals said that. Like, all you, I told someone the other day, and they, they were like back and forth online. And I was like, please go look up a controlled demolition of a building and go look up a building burning down from fire. And the person just like didn't have anything to say. I don't know if they did it or not, but that's the thing. I, didn't, I don't think of 9-11 because it's not proven the agent or thing is proven the gulf of tonkin myth of a ship blowing up is proven and then they bring back their view again america soldiers we care about you you know fighting for freedom you're supposed to respect a soldier look at this how many movies you see vietnam war vets missing legs in the street poor and they will say they don't care about them right they don't that, that's that's nothing has changed you know like but but what i wanted to say again was there's a video again on the news you show people like hey for seven months i've been talking about they want to bring in cash to society Oh, it's on the money. So now it'll be like, well, there's no money. So next time there's a virus, okay, we're going to limit, limit money. And uh, no one's going to get sick from that. And then we're going to monitor everyone. And they're not going to be able to leave anywhere a zone. But that's a good thing. But like people now, oh, well, you have a phone. Uh, you're already on the grid. No, you can still get a pay-as-you-go with no internet. You can leave your phone at home. You can turn it the fuck off and go outside. You won't be able to future. Like if you wanted to go in the woods for, you know, Live forever and every six months go to town. By the time you come back, you're gonna be like, Here, I have my money. Sorry, you can't use that. What's your name? What's your ID? Because now it's just on the news. They want to make all your licenses. What I was saying in the beginning, people think you're crazy. I'm crazy, or whatever's crazy thinking about that. Proven the other day on the news, mainstream media, you want everything on a digital thing. Your license, your Medicare, every single thing in your cash. And how genius is that? Imagine the billions and zillions of dollars unaccounted for that they can't tax. Mm-hmm. They'll know that if I wanted to go to the store right now, that I gave you five bucks. Mm-hmm. Like everything. So everything will be taxed. Everything. You can't escape the system unless you go off grid 
and just stay there and never come back into society because you won't be, you got to go back to the barter system, which that's the way it should be. You know, like back in the day, you have a farm down the street and I grow peppers and you grow apples and you come, hey, let's trade. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's the way it should be, but we got on their system. And that system hasn't always been in place, but long story short, that's what this whole virus thing is about. Scare you and now they can track you and like again, people, I have nothing to hide. Why would you care if they didn't know where you were every time? It's good for us. My kid is, is lost. I could find my kid. Mm-hmm. Everything is perfect. It's like, no, I'd rather, I grew up fine. You grew up fine without being on a grid, right? Mm-hmm. Society has survived this long without being monitored, but all of a sudden in the past 15, 20 years, you have to know where everyone is, every cent is. It's like, again, the people in power are an abusive spouse who like April Fool's Day every day. They just want to fool you and trick you and laugh and deceit. We don't want to lose our privacy to that degree. And I, I do agree with a lot of things that you're saying. I believe it's a definitely parallel future that could happen to us. I still like to believe now. It is, we're going in that direction, but also I also believe that the awakening of humanity is happening. And I don't know how God will surprise us and how, like, maybe like next month it could be exposed that all the things that you said it is. Could, could be exposed for most people. And they'd be like, because right now there's like lawyers in Germany that are trying to sue the Germany. Um, Canada too, country. you don't hear about it enough. The, yeah, they don't report it. But if they win it in court and then it becomes a precedent and then all the countries do it, it, it you just can't escape what's going to happen I mean, if people take it to the courts. And if all the doctors gang up and say like, hey, we do not agree with this science that's being presented. So my point is things could change. I don't know how, but I have to keep hope that the, there's also the positive parallel reality in the future that could happen. And that's the one I'm trying to vibrate to us while also not being a fool and giving away all my freedoms. We got to keep on questioning and, and uh, deciding where we uh, put our attention and our belief. But um, I did want to talk about all this political stuff because I know that's, well, that, that's uh, what's going on. Cause like, right. But like, to, not to interrupt you, but to interrupt you, but it's like <laughs> I even recently started talking about stuff on my Instagram, my, 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 my uh, art one, my safe one, my graffiti one, whatever you want to call it. Because I feel like there is no future without it. There is like, what the people don't understand, like the 5G thing, again, back to that, it's important because people just laugh because they were told, they didn't look into it. No one looked into it. Like, perfect example, I said, I don't use a microwave over 10 years ago. I realized I made place through food. People are like, no, I was told by the people who made microwaves that it's good. Mm-hmm. No, it destroys the nutrients. Right. They did experiments where they microwave cat food or something, poor animals get, again, they're like, get treated the shittiest of anything. Uh, they fed, you know, if you feed some animal microwave food all the time, it, there's no nutrients left at a certain time, you know, but that's doing that to that. And that's some little thing in your house, but this thing is on a grand scale. But again, people want to laugh at it because now it's coronavirus, but you can look, watch a videos two years ago before this pandemic that is saying, there's people saying, Hey, I got really sick and I had to leave the city. It took me like six months. A guy and a girl were just talking some random video from two years ago. Mm. Like all oh, these towers were appearing and we didn't feel good and we left the city and now took us six months to feel normal again we're not near anything mm. so that's already there about 5g there's guys on two years ago saying it's weaponized before coronavirus and and, and there's another guy in a suit a guy whatever a, a real interview and again before this hit the guy was like you know what 5g is going to be everything you're going to be able to go outside on the fucking corner of the street say the word uber and the car comes you've gotten in you've gone down you haven't talked to anybody you haven't interacted with any human being which is what they're training us for don't interact with people, stay away from people, order online, uh, everything's the future. And again, we've been conditioned in all the movies. Things happen in movies that, that are reality, but it happened in movies, so it can't be real life. People laugh at you. Because I saw that in, with, uh, you know, like 
Mega Man, Mega Man, X Men movie. Mm-hmm. It's like you destroy. Yeah, they want to give it half. How many times have you seen movies? They want to cut the population in half. So many, and that's like. Do you think uh, us artists have the chance to improve the situation? People aren't fucking pussies and scared and and wusses and and listening to the media and laughing at people that are speaking up that, you know, about the mask thing. Because if you laugh at someone that doesn't want to wear a mask, if you laugh at the stuff, you know nothing. You know, you just know forced knowledge and you were told because that's a fact. If you looked up real science, real doctors, and the thing that people say, oh, doctors wear them, they don't have a problem. Doctors only wear a mask in open surgery because... Our tonsils are designed to, to take in bacteria and tell our body how to deal with it, right? So when you have an open wound, you're, it's not natural place. It'll heal itself. That's why you get gangrene. So you get a staph and you can die because bacteria, different bacteria doesn't know how to go through your system that way. It's meant to go in through here. So a doctor is wearing that open surgery, done, they're like, ah, gone. They go talk face-to-face in the hospital, they give you a needle, they don't wear one, they walk through the hospital, they leave the house, they go home, they, they bang their wife or whatever, or their kids, if they're pedophiles, <laughs> and they never wear a mask again. But people don't fucking think. They don't think, doctors wear them, they don't complain. You don't know. Go interview a doctor. Like, I fucking hate wearing a mask. I do it for my job. I have to wear it in surgery. They don't wear it when they're talking to you. They, they wouldn't wear one now. They, 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 every, guaranteed doctors don't want to get vaccinated. I know so many doctors and, and nurses like, I'm not getting the vaccine. The people who make the vaccines don't take the vaccines. The people who make McDonald's, they don't eat McDonald's. Uh, ben and Jerry's guy, yeah, but he doesn't eat his, he, that guy, one of them, Ben and Jerry's, something like that, he almost died from eating his own ice cream. Like, they, they probably don't eat their own shit anymore. So the people that right. us the poison, they know it. They don't. So the people that make the taxes don't pay the taxes. They know it's a fucking scam. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying now is true. People will still laugh at me. People will mock me. And, oh, instead of looking it up. Because if you're against what I'm saying, all the proof is there. You just have to look for it. But I don't even need to look for it because that's the way my mind works and I have faith in people you say waking up but in a sense it's you know it's like left versus right like oh I used to be left now I'm right it's like oh I believe there's pedophiles now because they say there's pedophiles now and like now I'm awake it's like that's not what it is it's knowing that we are from the earth and we need to go back to the earth and not destroy it and respect it and the cleaner you eat the less depressed you get the more energy you feel the more positive you are you know, I'm sure you feel a difference maybe, you know, when you have changed your diet or when you do a cleanse, you're like, you feel lighter, you feel cleaner, you feel more aware, you know, mm-hmm. it's like people don't realize that and you tell them that, there's so much proof, there's documentaries and people just want to laugh at you and they call you crazy because they were told to, you know. So Rhyme invited you to do ayahuasca somewhere in like New York maybe? Uh, in Paris, and, like, they were renting an Airbnb, they all went and did it but I just uh-huh. wasn't ready to... I was going to visit him this last summer before everything got shut down, but I was very excited because I love his art and, yeah. and I love when I find the other street artists that are into the mes- medicine. And you were also friends with... Uh, I did DMT with him. Uh, oh, no way. And a podcast, but it never got aired. Oh, okay. But uh, I did DMT and I talked about my experience. I didn't really blast off there. I want to try it again, but I did that with him a couple of years ago. Oh, interesting. I do a lot of mushrooms all the time. And nice. How, do you like psychedelics or what you have yeah, to learn yeah. from that world? Well, yeah, I never, I used to do acid when I was younger, but not too much. And I like mushrooms because you can come down easy and, you know, you can control it a bit easier. You don't have to be high for 24 hours if you don't want to. Right. But uh, the, the ayahuasca, no, I've never been like, I got to go do it. I was invited to do it. I just, uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready in the headspace to go. Because I feel like if I go to Paris, then I'm just going to want to paint 24 hours a day there. So right, go like, to the catacombs. Eh? So I was just like, uh, I'm going to go do ayahuasca, but then I'm going to go paint from you know, the morning till night, 24 hours. I'm like, ah, oh, that was just really fun. <laughs> well, so the power's in your hands, you know, you're the one to... But I'm like, I had other shit 
go, I was dealing with here, so I was like, I gotta go there, I gotta take care of shit here, so I never went and did it, so I would have done it. Have you traveled a lot for your art? Like, I know you probably go to New York, you got a crew there, BTM or something like that? Um, I don't have any crews anymore, I just feel like crews get out of hand and stuff like that, and yeah, I stopped writing BTM a couple of years now. Okay. Uh, no, I just, I have my certain friends, I, right now I don't even chill with anybody that does graffiti, I just, it's a part of me, you know, it's like, you don't need to chill with. It's nice to chill with like-minded people that share the same passion, but you don't need to. Right. Uh, I have some good friends that I know that are loyal and like down to earth and have the same mindset as me, so I'm grateful for that. And I have my good friends that are graffiti artists that scattered all over the world, and now I can't even go see some of my good, good friend lives in Oakland. I can't go see him. He can't come here. We, mm -hmm. I can fly. We can fly, to, we can fly all over Europe right now. We can go to Mexico, but we can't cross a landmass with an imaginary line where we breathe the same air. Right. The funniest thing... About that one time I was at the border, again, analyzing how stupid this thing is. And I saw a bird, you know, like, fly across, mm -hmm. oh, back and forth over the border while I'm here. You know, like, nervous about something I don't need to be nervous about crossing the border because I'm going to ask you stupid fucking questions and pull you over and fuck with you for wanting to go live and be on Earth. It's, like, crazy the way uh, the world is. But, yeah, back to what I'm talking about. This, Yeah, like, I have good friends. You know, I, I want to go see my friends in Paris. I was supposed to go to Spain for, like, a month this winter. And I was going to go to Greece and go up to drive up to Paris. And I was like, oh, nice. Well, too bad they didn't work out. But now we can go. But now I don't even know what's going on. I don't... Again, flying is insane. When, like, again, people don't think about things. Where it's like, they, they normalize things slowly. You know, they take away your freedom slowly. Like, the, the frog in the boiling water. You put a frog in, you know, boiling water jumps out right away. You turn the water up slowly, it dies. You know, and that's what they're doing to us. Where, when did... You know, people don't think about it in basic things. When did flying in a... Air tax. Like if you want to take an Uber now or a train, okay, get in. There's almost no information. I'm going to check inside your ass or anything like that. It's a very minimal. But oh, you're going to fly in the sky. We need to retinal scan you and this and ID you and ask you many questions and maybe throw you off the plane or refuse you. Hey, I want to take your taxi that goes faster than driving on land. That's all you are. You're an air taxi. But this air taxi service became the government. Everything controlled again. They blow up their own buildings, blame it on strangers, and, and take away your rights. And have to know where you're going. Have to know everything you are. You can't, you can't bring over ten thousand dollars without telling them. What is their business that you have a hundred grand? The goody two shoes. Well, they could be drug dealers and stuff. That's none of your business. The biggest drug dealers, the biggest criminals in the world, is the government. They put the law, and that's why they don't want. You know, they they make. You know, I look at movies different. Everything. It's like trying to get the drug dealers. They're worse. No matter how bad. Uh, Pablo Escobar was, and they make him out to be like the government. The government is the worst. Yeah. He wasn't. They don't care about the people because they kill their own people. They lie about Vietnam War. Let you go die in the war. They lied about. Don't even apologize about it. And then Pablo Escobar killed people and stuff like that. But like he, on a small scale of what centuries, hundreds of years, has the, the people, the kings and queens, and, and the government do on a mass fucking scale. You know, like that's. So that's competition. Like, you know, that's why they want to control you. They want to know how much money you have, everything you do. Like, again, abusive spouse. <laughs> Let me reel you back into yeah. the, the art conversation that I'm trying to... That's <laughs> had a lot to say. It's great. And I did want to touch on this uh, topic, but I also want to uh, keep on talking about art. You were friends with Norm from L.A., right? Did you yeah. used to go to L.A. and paint with him? or? I've never been because I heard L.A., you know, it's not what it used to be in the graffiti scene there and stuff. There's still people doing stuff out there, you know, obviously, but it's not the same, you know, the heyday. Everywhere. You want to go, like, to New York when it was crazy. You want to go to, like, L.A. when it was, like, crushed. Mm -hmm. But I had never gone yet, and actually in November, last November, I was 
going to go and stay with him. He had an apartment for me and go hang out with him. And I want to start tattooing and stuff and, you know, learn a thing or two. And, uh, uh, yeah, then he passed away randomly uh, last October, so I never got... What did he die of? Uh, well, it doesn't really matter. For people that know, they know. And okay. Passed away. I never found out. But, like, for those who don't know Norm, he's a legendary seventh-letter crew graffiti artist and a legendary tattooer who had a studio in LA called Will Rise. I got tattooed there myself, oh, not yeah. by him, yeah. but by uh, Eric Dressen, who's oh, a yeah. pro skater who tattoos there. Um, but how were you friends and uh, what was your relationship well, like? When he came to Montreal like 12 years ago, like I was like people, when they come visit, you want to go to the city, you find out who's like, who's doing things and you get in contact somehow, you always find each other through art, you know, or through whatever you do. Mm -hmm. uh, you end up finding each other, you know. Uh, you know, I guess you have the same vibes and go in the same places, but family through friends and we, you know, we're both blonde people don't take any shit, and, you know, loyal people and, and uh, passion for graffiti and uh, we became friends like 12 years ago and every time he came here he always stay with me and uh, tattoo me if I want. And, uh, nice, you got a couple of his tattoos? Yeah, a few, like five or six maybe. Okay. I have a name on me now too after he passed away and uh, I also did my first tattoo, I tattooed his name on my friend. Mm. Uh, Vero, who was good friends with him, and uh, it's crazy because he traveled the world. He's always traveling, so he's touched so many people, and he's left his mark in the graffiti world. You know, uh, and he's always a purist too because he was a big bomber, right? Yeah, because that's another thing too. I was saying before how you have these old school so-called kings that painted for ten years and it got difficult and they quit, and you have like graffiti writers that are like, oh, I can't paint trains anymore. I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to go here. Um, like for me, it's like I'm an older guy now, and I still like. Okay, I'm gonna go to Paris and write on things. I'm gonna go. I want to travel the world, and that's like what I want to do. And mm -hmm. travel the world and paint on things, and at the same time try to see the world. You know. Right. But Norm, no matter what, like he's a famous guy. Like he had money, he had success. Tattooing, like you know, like people at Marilyn Manson and stuff like that. Like in, at his house, and like you know, like it doesn't. He never mentioned that. I would never even known that if he never I saw a picture of it. You know, like we, he's not. He just chill guy you know generous guy let's go paint like he's like as busy as he would be like find times i at least always paint one thing when he was here with me you know mm -hmm. and that's what i admire the passion never went away for him you know so you're bummed out that he passed away oh yeah he was one of my good friends you know like one of the people i can relate to, to like all the things i'm talking about now i could have full conversations about the reality of humanity and people and most people can't even hang they're like you, you know you start talking about this kind of stuff and they kind of like have their you see their eyes Nothing's going in. I just can't wait for you to shut the fuck up so they can talk about their new uh, overpriced Supreme T-shirt or some bullshit <laughs> brand name thing that they bought that they think is treating themselves, but it's like means nothing to me, you know. Like, like, uh, but he, he's a loyal, like, good, good guy, you know, overall fun guy, and you know, like, he's like me. Like, if you treat, if you treat me well, I, I want to be twice as nice back. I want to give you things. I like. If someone comes over and they're like, cool. I'm like, hey, I want to give you like a code I have, or I want to give you a piece of art for free because you're so chill. Mm -hmm. If someone's back, I want to like insult them and I just want to like be annoyed or like I want to talk to them or even shake their hand. Like he's like that, you know. So we we got along from like day one. What other uh, fun uh, bombing or graffiti trips have you done that come to mind? Like, well, what places have you liked to go out there? And Europe like? is so fun because again, you know, like like it's like what's going on now in Berlin. In Berlin, they had like what a march of like four million plus people like a month ago against the masks and there's like you know the media doesn't even cover it and they say it's like it's all Nazis <laughs> yeah so like they have such a history in Europe of of you know like they, especially Germany it was like they know real war they, had a, they know separating them you know 
And then in Paris, too, it's like they've seen that. People, when I went to Paris the first time in 2016 or 17, right where I was standing, there was two cafes that got like sprayed up with machine guns, people sitting out. And then after that happened, if that was in the States, that place would be closed and then be a gap or something. The cafe reopened. The sidewalk was like around the corner, like the triple the people like, oh yeah, you did this? We're not scared. We're going to fucking go out and we're going to be, show you, we're going to be 25,000 people outside, you know, like at the same spot showing you can't break our spirit. Mm-hmm. So people don't submit as easy out there. So that's another thing what I'm getting to is like painting in Paris is so fun because they're like, oh, you're just painting on something. We'll clean that. There's people raping and murdering and the government trying to kill us all and take away what little freedoms we have left and we should have all the freedoms we want in the world, but you know, we have little bits we thank them for and we should have them all. But I like Paris a lot, Europe, because it's just more, I don't know, you know the, the, the culture is there too and they have respect and they want that for each other and it's a good graffiti culture there and uh, nice people and they're really good friends. Uh, I became friends with like, more blunt people, I find, more easy. I can joke and say anything I want, you know, and uh, I made some good friends that I talk to almost every day still from there, and I love to go back, and just now it's so crazy, and it's like I don't want to fly. I don't want to fly with those rules, you know. I'd rather, like, take a canoe mm-hmm. on my own terms. <laughs> if I can make it there. I've gone from Europe to New Jersey on a boat. No way. Okay. Yeah. From Belgium, because my wife couldn't, fl- or my ex-wife couldn't fly at the time, and it was a cargo boat. Oh shit! And five people were uh, not working on the boat. It was like twenty Filipinos working this giant boat bigger than the Titanic with two thousand containers, which you would have loved. Were you, in a, <laughs> were you in a container? I wasn't in a container, but I was placed in a room with a sofa and a TV and a shower. And it was ten days. How much? Uh, it cost me like three thousand bucks, something like that. For two. No, per person. That's crazy. It was more... That much. You think they just they wouldn't care. Let's get on the boat. Right. Well, it's 10 days. It's three meals a day. Oh, they feed you. Yeah. And it's kind of like you got an hotel room. It's it, it's kind of boring, but at the same time, it's kind of like liberating. There's no internet. It's just you and water for 10 days. It's an interesting experience. There's no like... You're not in a country. You're just That's in good. pure nature. No stop for 10 days. No, it was just this giant boat just going through the ocean. Sometimes you get sick. It was an interesting experience. It must be because it's like you're just out there. Yeah. That's cool that you did that though. No, it was uh, it was a gift. Even though the circumstances of it is just like, I just want to run away from my parents-in-law. I can't mm. live in Belgium anymore. <laughs> yeah, take a boat. That's what I was thinking. Getting a boat and like our, you know, we, we stay in cold climate like Montreal and complain all year and then, and all of a sudden the, the spring hits and you smell that spring air you feel alive you know mm. we should never lose that alive feeling and that's why you know like we should like, like the ducks fly away the geese fly away the bears hibernate and we stay here and complain you know it's like a, a boat I was talking to my friend from New York how she wants to get a boat and like it's I was like picturing it so vividly it's like oh it's getting colder move oh it's warmer warmer and just like go to the Caribbean and go mm. there and go to different ports and visit people right. live and, and not be anally probed or zapped with lasers mm-hmm. in the face or be stared at like you're a freak because you don't have a, a mask on your fucking face now what's going on is insanity you know like mm-hmm. uh, well, that's why I'm going to Peru next month and then spending winter in Peru at my parents farm and they don't have the rules like then she, weren't you stuck there with all these rules yeah well you can't leave your house so it's even more strict <laughs> down there but my parents live on an acre of, of land it's summer, it's sun, it's nature. I'm with my parents. You can still escape through like the, 
go into the mountains and stuff. Like that. Well, when I was there, it was like martial law. I couldn't even leave my my property. But right now, that's not happening. I aim to go and do my ayahuasca retreat in the jungles every year. Um, I'm gonna try my best to keep on living my life as I think yeah. I should live it. So that's, that's what I'm that, doing. That's one thing I, I let it get to me a lot, being being overwhelmed with what's really going on, because people are just like. When's the mask gonna come off? Let me get the needle. They're like, okay, cool. Ah, thanks. And now I'm like poisoned by the by humans. Which the flu vaccine never got rid of the flu. And like the flu flu has the a higher death rate with a vaccine than this bullshit without because the numbers are fudge and lie. But let's get back into that. It's just uh, I don't know where it's gonna end, you know. But at the same time, I was letting it get to me more, and I'm like, I was pissed at myself. I'm like, why am I letting these assholes get to me? Yeah, there's yeah. solutions like fly to Mexico, maybe do a, like a Mexico winter and paint out there. That's another thing too. Like I was thinking about how like when they built the wall, you know, from Mexico to the states. But what what's going on? Where people again, they believe it's climate change is starting all those fires, and in California, it's not. It's human beings starting it because they want to make smart cities like Montreal. People think, oh, they're making so many bike paths, but Montreal is supposed to be turned into a tech city. So that's why we're having this lockdown. We're doing all this stuff. They're, Nothing's stopping. Like, it's such a pandemic, but there's construction workers every day making the, the, the lane smaller. They want to make it more of a smart city, close off streets. They've been doing that all summer. Mount Royal, I guess they did a test run, close off the main streets to make things more like, uh, you know. What we see always, you know, when we're younger, wow, look at the future. You know, like, but that sounds them. nice. No, but that's not it. But then you have no more, you're not on the grid, you have to be chipped, you have to have your vaccine, you have to... I personally don't see the correlation between uh, less cars and more chips. No, that, well, it's a smart city, right? It's like they want to blame climate. What I'm getting but, at is... But can we get less cars and less chips? No, that's the whole thing. It'll all be tech. It'll be like clean. That's why they're making everyone get electric bikes now. It's big because you don't need a license for it. So all the people that are alcoholics and stuff get electric bikes. and don't need a license. So that's good. Again, it's still... You got to produce the cars and plastic. Those batteries are like toxic that they make. And um, But what I'm getting at, long story short, that I was thinking, you know, like the Mexican wall was to keep Mexicans out other states but then when I saw the fires over there that they already know what's going on so they're planning forest fires to take people out of rural rural areas in the states and force them into smart cities so everyone's on like a chip and on a grid and you can't just make your own food you're all relying on the system which all these Amazon Bezos and all the guys got like richer than ever and like, oh it's convenient you're like oh it's so much easier online but it's like yo you're missing the point it's like not convenience it's going to be like you're dependent on the system it's like people don't know how to go anywhere. If her phone went out, you wouldn't know how to do anything. You wouldn't have any money to buy anything if the internet goes out. You don't know where the hell your left or right is, and everyone's dependent on the system, you know, and that's what they want. But the Mexico wall, I was thinking about how those fires, people right now want to leave the states. So how convenient it was that Trump came into power, and now there's this virus where everyone wants to leave, and you can't even leave the states. Canada's never been a real problem with border hopping, but that has been a problem. I feel like they built it more that people can't flee to Mexico than people coming to uh, to the states, you know, because I thought about that too. Mexico's so big, vast, and beautiful landmass, you can escape. There are so many un- mm-hmm. cheap land. I'm sure you can find cheap land. Did she go this winter, man? She go forever <laughs> with the cave on the land and just like running water and electricity and grow avocados and live a long, healthy life without the stress of modern society. So, sick. That was a very interesting conversation uh, where a lot of topics uh, touched. And uh, before we, we, we say goodbye, is there any final words you'd like to say to like artists out there or just people in general? Some uh, words of wisdom that you'd like to leave us? Uh, just live life from your heart and, you know, like, 
have passion in everything you do. Don't settle for less. Uh, try not to fuck people over for your benefit. Uh, you know, like everyone, no matter what, you know, what they look like on the outside, you don't know what's going on in the inside of them, whether like a millionaire, billionaire guy, you think they have it all, he might want to kill himself. And then the guy in the ditch, the homeless guy, don't look at, I've always said that too, like in, in schools, they don't teach anything human. It's all robotic, you know, like from day one, you're a robot on the system. Where it's like, when you're young, you look at a homeless person, you think you're a bum. But it's like, you don't know that that person is, you know, has had their whole family murdered in front of them and lost their mind. They don't know that they've been raped and, and, and molested all their lives. You don't know that a lot of homeless people are fed up of society and take all their money and put it in a bag and go live on the streets and they choose that way off the grid because they're fed up, you know? So what I'm saying is like, don't judge a book by its cover. You don't know what people are going through. Be more patient with people, which I've been learning too recently. What happened with my, uh, in my life recently taught me more to be more patient, you know? But like, Question everything. Don't laugh at people. Don't you, you sound so dumb, people, when they use the word conspiracy theory, when they use these things because you learned that from the TV. Other people told you to say that shit. You didn't come up with that thing. You know, like you can come up with your own words to discuss and have an intelligent conversation with people, but ask questions. Know that left versus right is the same thing. You have no real choice in life. Just make your own choices, you know, like question everything and you know, like don't I don't know, just I don't know. Be yourself. Be yourself, but not if you're a pedophile, because uh, that's not good. Well, hopefully we're not pedophiles. I don't know where that energy comes from. Well, I mean, that's the thing. To be yourself to an extent, but never settle for love and never, never stop improving in your art and life and always strive for more. Don't, don't feel like you're accomplished and you're fucking better than someone because you did what the TV and the teachers told you to do. Don't feel you, a doctor, knows more than you because they have a fucking paper on the wall. Because I have, I've had debates with people who study vaccines for hours. I've had debates with doctors, real doctors, and everyone. I can talk with these people on an intelligent level, and I don't have a fucking degree. I just pay attention to my body. And I said, like, I'm sure you know from, from Peru and other places that real doctors shouldn't be charging you. They should be healing you because everything is from the earth, the planet. You should be like, hey, buddy, you know, unless you're like, again... People think modern science is everything. Like they can do a triple heart bar- a heart bypass, but they wouldn't need that triple heart bypass if you already ate if shit. you did or didn't eat the poison they're giving you. You know that's you know unnecessary. You know, fix a bone, a stitch. That's all we really need in some clients to, mm-hmm. to, to, to heal yourself. Well, my doctor is my shaman, and if my vibration is high and happy, then my body responds to that, and I I become healthy and young, and I keep on functioning well. Like you said to do to prepare for ayahuasca. When I was supposed to prepare for it, I was basically there already. Like, my, why would you need to do this drug that's so amazing and you know, life changing? But don't eat animal products. Don't do this. Refrain from like violence. Refrain from all these like bad things, traits you can do, and be pure. Mm-hmm. And you get purest back to nature, and then you have the best experience on that drug. But once your mind is filled with toxic TV and vaccines and, and man-made pills and, and hormones and meat and you know like your body's not functioning on the proper uh, scale that it should be. So, I don't know, listen to yourself. Treat, uh, treating yourself, well, I'll end it off. Like, treating yourself, people think, I went out Friday, I bought myself a overpriced Gucci bag, which is worth five bucks, but you spent $1,000 on it, 2000 and you're proud that you overspent on something, you're an idiot. <laughs> and treating yourself is eating really healthy and exercise in nature and get lots of sun and be with good people and make people laugh and have fun, you know, and enjoy yourself and do art and travel. 
not I overspent on some merchandise and I got wasted in a bar and I spent a thousand dollars at a club and you're proud of that it's mental <laughs> just get back to nature and live life and do art and create and do what you love within reason you know? mm-hmm. if you love world domination don't do that banging children don't do that live in that just, I don't know. Right. live and let live well thank you so much Sag I really appreciate it boom no masks no yeah. gloves yeah we're clean we're healthy we're all good here well, thank you so much for tuning in this week to Chris Dyer's Creative Friends. I hope you had fun, and I'll see you next week. Blessings. Woo. Next week, my guest will be Adam Millward. Alcoholism is a disease. A lot of people don't agree with that, but it is. Once I start drinking, I have cravings that I cannot fight off. So whether I'm sober for eight years, if I have one beer now, I'll be just like I was when I was hanging out with Chris. I'll be drinking a 24, and I'll probably be trying to find Coke. So I know that that's where one beer will lead me. If I don't have that one beer, I won't crave the second and the third and the 24th one. That feeling for me is what it's all about. When I finish a painting, I get a fucking rush that's better than doing cocaine or alcohol (laughs) or anything. And the more often I have that feeling, the better. Snort that painting, bruh. Snort it. (laughs) So make sure to subscribe, like, and everything else. Big thanks and see you next week. Peace.